The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hello, welcome back my friends. Thanks for joining us today. As we take a few minutes in God's Word, uh, a little bit later, this is getting out a little bit later than normal today. Apologize for that, but we're glad you're with us. Uh, If you're following along in Scripture, we're in Matthew chapter 15, and we're going to finish up Matthew chapter 15 by really just looking, and we're going to see a a list of several things that Jesus does in performing miracles. And as we look at this, we're just going to look and see the greatness of God. We're going to look and see what Jesus was doing and just how he loved on the people around him. It's so much we can learn from just that truth alone. So if you're following along down in Matthew uh, chapter 15, down in verse number 29, uh, the Bible says, Jesus departed from there, skirted um, skirted the Sea of Galilee, and went up on the mountain and sat down there. Then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others, and they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. Uh, in this passage, I, I really just see two really simple things. Can you imagine, I mean, they just, the amount of work, the amount of time Jesus is going, and everywhere he's going, he's surrounded by a multitude of people. Uh, and, and even in that case, actually, when we look back not long ago at the feeding of the 5,000, they were getting a way to pray. They were getting a way to rest, and the, and the multitude followed him. So just imagine the physical fatigue that Jesus would have been experiencing at this time. And remember, while Jesus was 100% God, he was 100% man. He felt the physical exhaustion that we do. He endured that. He understood. So as he's trying to love on everyone to have the time of rest, to have the time of respite, I just love the fact that when you see this, that you don't see Jesus ever shoving people away. You don't hear him talking about being frustrated and serving other people. And while he is the one that taught us the need for rest, uh, he also loved, reminded us the need to love other people. Now, we know that today, uh, he's in heaven, uh, not struggling with the limitations of the human body uh, like you would then. But can I tell you this? Um, he always has time. He always has time to be there. I know this is a simplistic thought, but there's never a time when we come to Jesus and say, what's going on? Why did this happen? He always has time to help us for what we need. But you know, the second half of these verses talks about the idea where the people were marveled at the lives of lives that were changed by Jesus, that just to, to look, not just to, at Jesus, but what he did, how he impacted the lives of other people. If you're like me, you ever get around somebody who's new to Christianity, newly saved, they're so, much, they're so refreshing to be around uh, because they have an excitement, they, they recognize God's change in their life, There's, it's fresh, it's new, uh, and there is just, it is one of the most vibrant things a church can experience as a new Christian. Uh, and it's amazing to watch how And even they'll tell you how their family looks at them and says there's something different. And it's because what Jesus does. You know, when we come to Christ, when we're coming back to Christ, it's not about me putting on a front to look good. It's just about letting Jesus work in our heart. And if we let Jesus work, others will see it. And it's that submission to what God is doing that allows us to see other people working. But let's continue and finish up the chapter, Mark um, 
Matthew chapter 15, verse number 32. It says, Now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat, and I do not want to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. So again, we see how long the multitude's been with him, how much lack of rest, again, that would be. Now three days, and he's, but what does he see? He doesn't see get away, he doesn't see his fatigue, he sees another need of the people. How are we going to feed them? Now remember, we've already read the story of the feeding of the 5,000. So this is the second time this has happened. You'd assume the disciples come up and say, hey, there's an answer, but it's not how it went. Verse 33, disciples said to him, where can we go? Where can we get enough bread in the wilderness to feed such a great multitude? And again, an intriguing thought, having already experienced this. Jesus said to them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven and a few little fish. And he said, commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks, broke them and gave them to his disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitude. So they all ate and were filled and took up seven large baskets full of the fragments that were left. Now those who ate were 4,000 men besides or uh, along with extra women and children. So a lot more than 4,000 people. And he sent away the multitude, got into the boat, and came to the region of Magdala. So again, you see a lot of similarities to the first time this happened. Uh, the one thing you can see the difference, they sat him down when they brought back the baskets. Uh, they brought back seven baskets, not 12. The first time this happened, there were a basket for each one of the disciples. Uh, honestly, it's interesting to see as they obeyed the first time, God blessed them and each of them experienced this great, when they're done, an overwhelming amount of food for themselves. Uh, beyond what they started with. And it's a proof that many, when we give to God, it can be tiring. When we give of our times and our talents and our treasures, it can be tiring. It can be overwhelming. But as we do that, it's amazing that when we're done, God gives us back grace and strength and blessing more than we, we had to start with. And while it's fatiguing and sometimes overwhelming, when God works through us, He'll give us back more than he asks from us. You can never outgive God even in this scenario. But this one's intriguing because when they finish the story, they finish giving back seven baskets. Why is that? Well, in this situation, we see the number seven. And now you can jump in. There is this what we call in teaching, what they call numerology, where you can get in to start studying um, the idea of numbers. And there are different numbers and scriptures that God uses frequently. And in doing that, they have a reason behind them. I would say this, you gotta be very careful. Some people take it too far and they go to certain passages based upon these numbers and they try to predict the future. God doesn't give us the ability to do that. So we need to stay in our lane and be wise what we're looking at. But in this case, the number seven always references the number of perfection. And it was just another proof of when Jesus works. It's another thing about who Jesus is. And you see that great principle. It's a simple thing in there. God's working. You see his work. You see his perfection. And you see him working with the people around him. You know, it's intriguing when you look at this, though. These men look at it, and they could have had all, you know, in their minds, what are we going to do? You would think they would have come back and say, here's some, here's some fish, here's some loaves. Jesus, do it again. You'd think they would have been enthralled about that. And yet, it's amazing how, no matter how many times God's answered prayer and work in our life, how we can get lost in what we haven't seen happen yet. We can get lost and say, well, I know that happened last month or last week or last year, but this situation is different. And this one, it was. The crowd was smaller. But in every situation, it's intriguing to look at it and say, even though I can go back to where God has done great work, it's still amazing how many times we can look and say, well, this is different. You know, while yes, your circumstance in that situation is different, the God who answers prayer is not.
He'll never change. And he's still there. He still has capability. And he still loves you no matter what. You know, when you look at this, you see how lives are changed. You see in the midst of this that people are amazed at God's work from lives being changed. Because obviously it's God. And you just continue to see God's compassion. Maybe hold on to that. Maybe be reminded of that. Hold on to it. And find that as a strength that we know that God never changes. He always loves us. And he's always got a desire to do his best in our life. Well, again, thanks for joining us on this uh, Tuesday morning or this Tuesday afternoon, probably by the time you see it, giving me a chance to be part of your day. I greatly appreciate it. Hope it's an encouragement and continue with us as we jump into chapter 16, starting in tomorrow morning. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.